What is up, Kangaroo Chasers, and welcome to another episode of the original and the best International Rugby League podcast. It's Chasing Kangaroos. I'm Carbs. Today, I'll be talking about end-of-season internationals. Let's go. Guys, biggest question I'm getting in the DMs via email in real life even is um, what's going on? End-of-season internationals, what's happening? Where's the 10-year plan? Yada, yada, yada. Um, biggest stumbling block for in, uh, end of season internationals is, of course, related to the NRL and the CBA um, collective bargaining agreements, uh, which are pending still at this point. So things are being thrashed out. Um, you know, things are getting resolved slowly, like uh, the NRLW, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the remaining items uh, leave entitlements for the game's top stars. So basically, um, all the players playing rep footy at the end of the year. They need to have a certain amount of time off. I think it's like eight weeks or something like that as part of the agreement. Um, so end of season internationals, if players and if a lot of players in the NRL are playing, you know, into November, then many of them would not be able to come back to pre-season training until next year, 2024. Um, and this is basically the, the final stumbling block and why we don't have on this side of the world internationals sort of settled or international matches settled. So that's the biggest stumbling block at the moment. Um, but I do want to talk about what we have going, got going and what we could have going on both sides of the world because, as I said, it's a lot. Of, I am getting a lot of questions and I want to go through all of that. So whilst that, is being, um, whilst that is being negotiated on this side of the world, it doesn't hurt, or it does hurt a little bit, you'll find out more in a moment, but it doesn't hurt the European Championship, which is going on definitely at the end of the year. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, it was announced um, that the grand final for the European Championship A will be played on Saturday, the 11th of November. Um, and the likely location or the likely country it will be played in is France, which is beautiful. Um, nice little setup towards the World Cup in 25. Uh, eight nations taking part in the European A. Um, those eight nations will be split into two groups. Um, the two highest ranked teams or nations in this tournament outside of England and France, because they've already qualified for the World Cup, but the next two highest uh, will join England and France in the World Cup. Uh, the other nations will go into like a final qualifying competition next year against some of the winners of Group B. So you might see the likes of like Greece and nations like that coming up um, to, to take part in that potentially. Um, so Group A consists of England, Ireland, Scotland and Serbia. Group B consists of Spain, Wales, France and Italy, which is really cool. So we're going to see, you know, round one, we'll see England v Ireland, Scotland v Serbia, We'll see Spain v Wales, France v Italy. Round two, we'll see Scotland v England, Serbia v Ireland. We'll see France v Spain, Italy v Wales. Um, and round three, on the 4th of November, we'll see Serbia v England in Serbia, which is really cool. First time that's going to happen. Uh, Ireland v Scotland. Um, and we'll see Wales v France and Italy v Spain. The top from each group will go through to the final on November 11. And that will be the Euro A, the European Championship. Really exciting, um, really cool. It's great to see this actually happening. We've been talking about this for a while. One downside is England will be a Knights side, so like an England B, um, because uh, the English side was lining up, or, well, two reasons, I suppose. Reason one is England probably feel they're a bit strong for this tournament, which is rubbish. I wish they would take it a little bit more seriously. 
but also because all the talk behind the scenes was that Tonga, Matema Tonga, would be touring England at the end of the year. Um, so that brings me to this side of the world, because um, quietly behind the scenes, uh, Tongan Rugby League have been in negotiations with the RFL on touring England at the end of the year, which would have been fantastic. Um, but what has happened since has been really interesting, and it's one of the things I'm getting a lot of questions about. Uh, so City Morning Herald reported recently that a secret plan for the Four Nations or a Four Nations tournament is set to return in the Southern Hemisphere at the end of the NRL season. This would feature the Australian Kangaroos, New Zealand Kiwis, Toa Samoa and Matema Tonga. So obviously beautiful, beautiful stuff. Australia, New Zealand, Samoa, Tonga. Um, it's the stuff that International Rugby League dreams are made of on this side of the world. Um, the report saying it would be a four-week end-of-season tournament. It would be played in Australia and New Zealand. Um, the bit I disagree with here um, is the centrepiece, which would be, which is proposed to be a triple header at Eden Park in Auckland. Um, and this would include Samoa v Tonga, huge matchup. It would include Australia v New Zealand. And it will also include the Gillaroos and the Kiwi Ferns. Um, personally, the reason I disagree with this is I think... Um, I think each of those matches kind of deserve their own spotlight. Um, I think Samoa v Tonga would play to a sold-out crowd in Eden Park, and Australia and New Zealand should do the same. You know, at a at you know at a smaller stadium in Australia or something like that as well. Um, Gillaroo's Kiwi Ferns again, similar situation. I think we could get three great matches, three great crowds three different time slots, it could be fantastic. But we love triple headers with internationals because, I don't know, <laughs> as a sport, we're not confident in their capability to to rate, uh, which I think is silly and I think undersells our sport. But anyway, we continue. Um, obviously, the reason, the reason um, that this hasn't been announced yet is because of the CBA agreement discussions pending, which I opened the show with. Um, but it leaves Tonga in, a, in an interesting predicament because they kind of need to choose which way they want to go. Um, they have a huge de decision to make. And I, as I mentioned, they were all but prepared to tour the UK, which I think would have been phenomenal. Um, now they need to, or the Tongan Rugby League will have will discuss with players before they commit. So do the players want to go to the UK for a tour? Some of them are already there. Um, the Super League based guys, um, or do the majority of them want to stay home um, and play in Australia and New Zealand in what could be a bumper, a bumper tournament, the Four Nations? Um, huge decision. And the big questions for me is like, uh, I guess financially, what would be better for Tonga? That's one thing that needs to be considered because I think Tonga, um, this is just my thinking, but they could potentially be set to make more by going to England. You know, there would be huge crowds for each matchup. So say they played England three times, I think they'd get some big crowds in some big stadiums over there. Um, they'd get some some TV coverage as well, possibly BBC. Um, whereas in the NRL, yeah, they'll get some nice crowds here, I think. That triple header in Eden Park, for example, they'll get some bumper crowds. Uh, but in terms of like TV money, 
uh, Channel 9 owns everything already, so there's not much extra leeway there for the NRL to make more. Um, so I would actually, I would actually, if I'm, you know, looking after Tongan Rugby League, I'd probably be touring the UK in this scenario, which is really interesting. Um, a couple of things I need to discuss as well, because, you know, there's probably a few other scenarios that could have played out here. I think personally, as England, you know, they just hosted a World Cup. The best thing to do a year after hosting a World Cup would be to go to the other side of the world. So I really think England probably should have considered coming to Australia and New Zealand at the end of this year. Um, they didn't, they haven't decided to do that. So, you know, the Tongan discussions opened up, but that I think is a missed opportunity because it would have been great to see England over here. And who knows, it might be something we do see this year or next year. Um, but what is the best case scenario now with all of this in mind? Um, because there's just so much going on in my head. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy, but we've got this European championship where, you know, England have pulled out their A side, like it's basically going to be the Knights in this European Championship and always was going to be. But if England, if the English side, if they're only international a year after the World Cup is a mid-season test against France, which has been confirmed in a month or so, then what are they doing at the end of the year if Tonga don't show up? Um, I think if Tonga don't show up, they should take part, the full English side should take part in this European Championship. Yeah, they're going to shellac Ireland, they're going to shellac Scotland, they're going to shellac Serbia in Serbia, which is still kind of cool. Um, and then they'll go to the grand final and, and, you know, probably beat France comfortably, It would be my prediction. But if we don't start this now, it's not going to get better. Like, <laughs> when do we get to the point where England take part in this European Championship. It's it's It needs to start now. They need to build up to something um, because clearly, you know, especially if Tonga choose to stay closer to home, what we've predicted over the last couple of years is really starting to come into fruition now where, you know, England are going to be left behind because they're not helping build the home nations, France, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, they're watching Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific Islands. Whereas, you know, the NRL now has the, the ingredients to sort of do international rugby league on their own. You know, they can have the bumper NRL season. It's been probably one of the best NRL seasons to date this year. I, you know, if you don't mind me saying, crowds have been good. Um, TV viewership has been fantastic. Um, the NRL arguably... Um, right up there in terms of Australian sport. Like the TV figures are better than the AFL this year, which is incredible. Um, so NRL doing very well at a domestic level. State of origin, we all know what that does. You know, it's, it's, it's the pinnacle, unfortunately, in terms of, in terms of dollars, in terms of hype, in terms of quality. It is right up there. Um, and now, with this four nations, if it's something that the NRL, the NRL now knows these ingredients, you know, Australia, New Zealand, but Samoa and Tonga, potentially huge, and they're starting small, but if they see this potential and let it grow, the NRL has all three levels covered, and it leaves England behind. And the NRL can bring England over here whenever they like um, to make, you know, just for something different. You know, there's probably enough English players over here at some point, 
um, if they keep, if more and more keep coming over. So it's actually really scary for English rugby league and they need to do something about it. Um, I'm rambling a little bit, but you know, we've got to see France. We've got to see Ireland. We've got to see Wales. We've got to see nations in Europe get stronger. And it needs to start with England taking the European Championship more seriously. Because we can have all these other nations playing in this European Championship, but if England don't take it seriously, then how are they ever going to take it seriously as well? You know, it's just going to be a Mickey Mouse competition. Um, we need England to take it seriously. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see the Knights there, which leads me to the other, the second best case scenario, which is Tonga to tour England, because I think that is the best choice for Tonga from a financial perspective. I think they make some good cash by going to England at the end of the year. And I think we should maybe see like PNG join Australia, New Zealand, Samoa in the Four Nations or potentially Fiji. Um, it could go the other way as well. You could see Australia, New Zealand, Samoa, Tonga, Four Nations with either PNG or Fiji going to England, but probably not as big um, for the rugby league in England. I don't think they'd sell out crowds the way Tonga would. So that's what's going on. <laughs> I know it's still very messy, very murky. I hope I haven't confused you all with my rambles, but that's how it is right now. We definitely have European Championship on one side of the world. Uh, there's talks about four nations on this side of the world. Um, I think they're the most likely scenarios. My fingers are crossed that Tonga will go to the UK, uh, but we will find out in due course. And as this CBA agreement continues um, to, to be discussed and thrashed out, uh, it's very interesting. I will say on that, on the CBA, I have had chats with Clint Newton, who is um, who is the boss of the uh, the Players Association, about coming on the podcast to talk about all of this. Um, he, and understandably, he said he'd love to maybe after it's all wrapped up, but until then, um, probably not something he should be talking about. So I understand that. I knew that would probably happen, but I thought I'd take a shot anyway. But that could be an interesting chat later on down the track. Um, who knows when it will be sorted, um, hopefully soon, because we need these internationals to be to be announced. Um, we've just come off a World Cup. Uh, a lot of interest in International Rugby League, not as much as I'd like, but we should be backing that up with some games. So whatever we see here is going to be great. What will it be? We'll find out soon, and uh, I'll try and keep you posted as best as I can. But that's it, guys. Another quick little episode from me here, just rambling about end-of-season internationals. Like I said, I do get the questions a lot. Uh, keep your questions coming. If you want me to discuss anything else, International Rugby League, or if you have any questions, please ask. Please DM me on Twitter, at uh, Chasing Pod, or you can get me on Instagram or Facebook as well. Check us out, guys. I've been Michael Carboni, and thanks again for chasing kangaroos with me. I'll see you next time.